You are listening to Unraveling Rachel. This is a podcast all about this journey that we call life and how we can live it more authentically so that it sucks less and feels better. Hey there, welcome to the very first episode of Unraveling Rachel. I'm Rachel and um, I've been unraveling. (laughs) You're going to have to listen on to find out exactly what I mean by that. Um, But right now I'm sitting in my room all by myself. Okay. Um, Well, not entirely. There's a cat here too who may say hello at some point, but I'm here and I'm recording this podcast. Finally, finally making it happen. This is something that has been in my heart and my soul for some time now. And I mean like years, probably at least three of them. And in that time, I've had so many ideas. I've been inspired and excited and motivated and encouraged by friends and family to do this, but I've also been afraid too. And honestly, I still am stepping out there, you know, at least virtually because I am just sitting in my room after all is pretty uncomfortable. And lots of what ifs have come up. And today I've just decided to get past them because there's the what ifs that bring up fear and the what ifs that could bring out joy. And what I've come to realize is that if I keep avoiding the what ifs, I avoid both the pain and the joy. And I don't want to rob myself of the potential joy of doing this any longer. So I'm moving past fear And moving past fear and living an authentic life is largely what this podcast is meant to be about. It was originally inspired by Brene Brown's work, specifically The Gifts of Imperfection. Reading that book several years ago is what first gave me the idea to make a podcast and put my story out there and share what I've learned. And if you haven't read it yet, I cannot recommend it enough. So Pick up a copy from your local bookstore, library, Amazon, Audible, wherever you buy books. I'll have a link in the show notes um, to uh, Amazon if you'd like to buy it from there. And I'll explain a little here, and no doubt her wisdom and themes will appear throughout the podcast. Brene, I'm going to talk about her like she's my BFF, because when you read her work, you really feel like she is. She talks about owning our story being the key to owning our worth rather than hustling for it. And I hustled for my worth for so much of my life, hustled and hustled, people pleased, pressured myself to be perfect, numbed my true emotions, lacked any healthy in-depth relationships and just strive to fit in. But it was lonely because you can only really go as deep with others as you've gone with yourself. Um, that's what I've learned. That's what I know now. And then the loneliness and isolation and anger that I held inside, it just became too much. And I started unraveling um, before I even knew what that meant. And maybe you don't know what that means. So I'll take a moment and explain. In The Gifts of Imperfection, Brene Brown speaks of the unraveling as a time when you feel a desperate pull to live the life you want to live, not the one you're supposed to live. I always think of like a ball of yarn unraveling or a sweater, something all balled up or tightly knit, and then suddenly there's a snag or it starts rolling downhill and it starts coming apart and evening out, straightening out. And I 
at that time in my life when this started was so tightly knit and my body reflected it. There were mornings when I wake up and I couldn't move my neck. I couldn't even sit up in bed. There was so much pain and tension in my body and I didn't understand why. Um, I had been in a car accident, sure. So obviously there was some physical trauma to that, but, um, it went beyond that. It was deeper. And that's something that it took me some time to discover. And really it it took me a while to even believe that it was possible. And then I had, you know, once I accepted it, I could learn how to work with it. There was a huge disconnect between my mind and my body for so much of my life. And the net connects the two. Um, so it was like, it was frozen. It's like the two couldn't talk. My head was rationalizing and strategizing its way through life while my heart was somewhere else and my gut was screaming out in hopes that I'd listen. Even on days when I woke up with the ability to move and my neck and my body felt, you know, okay, like I I had some range of motion. There was still a lot of physical pain in my neck and my back and my hips. And there was always emotional pain dread, resentment, fear, agitation, anger. Uh, I came off with a lot of condescension. And at the time, I wasn't really aware of those things because I was so out of touch with my own feelings. In fact, um, pretty much everything in my life, I believed, was someone else's fault. And looking back um, at the time, I didn't really know how it was possible that I had become so deeply unhappy because I had considered myself happy and successful, but in reality, my world sucked. I hated people and simultaneously wanted to love someone enough so that they could save me. And I wanted everyone else to finally get their shit together and stop being a pain in the ass in my life um, so that it would be easier for me. I worked with and for idiots, and the men I dated were either weak and annoying or intolerably prideful. Um, And, you know, I was certainly bitchy and entitled. Like, don't think that escapes me, at least not now. Um, Maybe it did then, but I look back at that person every so often um, and cringe a little, and then I'm able to find compassion for her. Um, so my point is that, um, my views of them are skewed by my own place and my life. You know, we see the world as we are, not as it is. Um, but I see that I had some quote unquote reasons for being that way. And I'm not justifying my actions, but I do have compassion for them. That version of me was hurt and lost and trying to be what she thought the world wanted her to be and was really frustrated when that didn't work. And, um, I was angry because I was conforming. So why wasn't the world, um, the physical pain in my body, it was giving me a wake up call and trying to get my attention, sending messages that something needed to change. And that was a message that I had heard when I had started taking yoga classes. And I think a massage therapist at the time had told me that, but it sounded like a hippy dippy BS, you know? (laughs) Um, but eventually in seeking relief from that physical pain, I found massage therapy and acupuncture and a therapist, all practitioners that really resonated with me. And they helped me see where some of the roots of my unhappiness had been coming from. Um, 
my therapist at the time had kept talking about not feeling good enough and it, it didn't really resonate, um, because, um, I just wasn't ready to see it, I guess. And, um, it was really Brene Brown's book that I think opened my eyes to the, uh, just the impacts of that and the reality of it. And then my acupuncturist helped me understand the significance of my physical symptoms and how that those, those physical symptoms were a reflection of how I was living my life, which was a reflection of my inner state of mind. It was a lot to wrap my head around and it still can be sometimes to see how inner feelings manifest on the outside in physical form. And initially it sounded really crazy, but once I started seeing it, I, I couldn't stop. And now I pay a lot of attention to the messages that my body is sending me. Um, so I made shifts in life. I started doing yoga more regularly. I left a job that wasn't working for me and things were better for a while. But you know what they say? Wherever you go, there you are. Yeah, I was a lot happier um, because circumstances had changed and happiness is circumstantial. But um, like all that stuff was was still kind of there, kind of lurking under the surface. And at this point, I had done a lot of therapy and read a lot of books, um, the most influential being The Gifts of Imperfection. Um, and then also Elaine Aaron's The Highly Sensitive Person and Susan Cain's Quiet. And again, I'll provide some links to these in the show notes and um, perhaps um, and likely dive more in depth into them in future episodes. But um, these books, they really helped me understand that I wasn't flawed. What I was going through with regards to not feeling like enough and puffing myself up to make myself feel better, that's a thing that us humans do sometimes. Um, and I learned that being an introvert, someone who needs alone time to feel recharged, um, and a highly sensitive person, uh, didn't make me weak, but rather actually quite powerful. We just live in a world that doesn't honor it as much as we do extroversion and stoicism, um, or the more masculine ways of operating in the world. So these books really help me find some value in myself and become more aware of my patterns and how I could work with them to be of more benefit to me in life. Um, and I started working on figuring out what had gotten me so tangled up and confused about life in this world in the first place. Um, the big questions of who am I really? If this person that I thought I was supposed to be and that I've been trying to be isn't fitting me right, like a too itchy wool sweater is how I I think of it in my head sometimes. Um, who am I really? What do I believe really? Because part of seeing how I was showing up in the world as what I thought other people wanted me to be meant that I had taken on other people's beliefs. So I had to really question what, what is it that I believe? And then that led me to what is my purpose? Like, Clearly, it wasn't to be working at a job that was in a field I didn't believe in and didn't really feel like I was doing any good in the world, which is something that I desired from a very young age. So how did I figure that out? 
from where I was. Um, and these questions at times became really immense and heavy and in- immediate and sometimes to the point of anxiety, which has been something that I've had to develop tools and most importantly, I think friendships and connections so that I could manage it and feel less alone. The environment that I was working at in at the time at the new job was better than the one that I left, but it had its own set of problems. Like, yeah, I'm taking personal responsibility for how I showed up in that environment, but I also don't want to discount that the the places that we find ourselves in, um, especially of work, um, are not uh, without their own flaws. Um, my industry was deeply rooted in patriarchy and hierarchy and war, and the culture operated on shaming employees. They, my boss often wondered like, where has, where's all the creativity gone? People used to come to meetings and be so energized and want to share their ideas. And I noticed in meetings that someone would share an idea and maybe it wasn't good and they would just get shamed for it. Well, that could never work because da, 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 da. And, um, it just doesn't cultivate openness. And that was hard for me to witness people being treated that way. Uh, and so eventually that job wore down on me too. There now my physical pain had subsided quite substantially, but there was a lot of emotional unrest and there were days that I would get into work and I couldn't make it 20 minutes before I needed to hit the escape button and get away from my desk. Um, often this meant meeting up with a good friend from another department and walking around the parking lot for our break, which ended up being much longer than sanctioned break time or, um, finding a a patch of grass on our campus and getting my feet in it, which is a really powerful practice and grounding that I think we can all benefit from. And, uh, then on the other really not so good days, it meant like, hiding in a bush, smoking a cigarette and fighting back tears while waiting for my friend to show up and help me simmer down and sort out what was going on inside or straight up leaving the campus and going home to lace up my running shoes and burn off the anger. Um, (laughs) I'm not really, uh, proud of some of those things as I look back, but it was, it was evident just how, how bad the internal struggle was and how limited at the time my coping mechanisms were or could be in that environment. And luckily those really extreme days were rare, but yeah, they happened. And I'm grateful that they did because I learned a lot from them and they helped propel me onto the journey of learning and unraveling that I'm on right now. It has not been easy it's required bravery, which means I've experienced fear. And, um, when I left my corporate job, I had so many people say to me, Oh, I wish I could do what you're doing, but I'm just too afraid. And I just wanted to tell them and I want to tell them or you, or if you're listening and you feel that you're in the same place that you can do it and fear is okay. Fear is a prerequisite for bravery, honestly. Um, so anyway, it's, it's been really beautiful, the unraveling, and I find myself so much happier, kinder, more compassionate, more connected. 
and aware now of how it feels and what it means to actually be joyful. That was a really foreign thing to me back in the days of waking up practically paralyzed and hating everything about myself and life. There was no joy, sometimes happiness, but rarely joy. And the difference between the two is that happiness is circumstantial, you know, like an ice cream cone might make us happy. Buying a shirt at Target might make us happy. But joy is just, it's like, it's, it's within us and it's a light from within that can shine out. It's not circumstantial. It's more spiritual and it's, it, it can feel like happiness, I guess, but not the same. Like you can, you can be joyous and not happy, I think. And, and that's a subject that maybe, um, probably, um, we'll dive into on another episode. So looking back, it hurts sometimes to think that I squandered those years of life, not experiencing life more fully. But I know that without those experiences, I probably wouldn't understand life the way that I do now. So I'm really, really, truly grateful. Um, anyways, that's a brief little view into where my unraveling took roots. I know I'm not alone in the feelings that I felt and the ones that I still feel now, which are different, but not necessarily any easier. Um, so I don't know, does any of that maybe resonate with you? Maybe you've never hidden a bush smoking a cigarette or bailed out of your office while your boss was in a meeting to go out on a run and lessen the chances of flipping your lid, but maybe you felt like it. Or maybe you've been so frustrated and dissatisfied in your relationship that you cry yourself to sleep at night, or you wake up every day hating your job and muster your way through the day with sarcasm and eye rolls. Or maybe you look at yourself in the mirror and wonder, what happened to the person inside who used to be so full of hope and dreams? Or maybe you don't. Maybe you've just always been super well-adjusted and loved yourself and everyone else and think the world is always rainbows and butterflies, in which case I kind of hate you a little bit. Um, are you actually a robot? <laughs> no, not really. I'm, I'm just kidding. But at one time, those statements would have rang true for me. I, I think really, if you're at that place, I am so happy for you. And I think it's wonderful. Um, and I also think, you know, maybe this podcast, um, it may or may not be what you're looking for, because those are the feelings that we're going to talk about um, much of the time. And, uh, you know, not all of the time, but it's kind of the basis. It's about um, getting through that and um, exploring these feelings that are so human to us. And so many of, ex so many of us experience and don't know how to handle. Um, that's what the podcast is about exploring our humanity and connecting through stories and experiences. It's about the journey. Um, and I'm making it happen finally now because my unraveling has been catalyzed and empowered by the willingness of others to show up authentically and share their gifts, experiences, and stories with me. And I've been inspired by podcasts just as much as private conversations, <clears throat> excuse me, with um, friends and wellness practitioners. And I've been hands down more healed and motivated to be better by people's personal stories than I have in any therapy appointment. Knowing that I'm not alone on this journey has made all of the difference. And <clears throat> I want to take a minute 
to talk about talk therapy, um, which is, you know, mostly what, what we think of as therapy in our society is, um, it's talk therapy is usually cognitive behavioral therapy, that kind of stuff. And I think it's really awesome for helping us to gain awareness and start the questioning process and give us some tools to feel a little bit better. But just sitting in a room, rehashing your childhood and all your insecurities with a trained professional is still just dwelling on and living in the problem. Connecting with other humans with whom we feel equal and trust and, and seeing that they have similar problems and have overcome them, like, whoa, that's the magic sauce that tastes like hope. And it's hope that propels, propels us forward. Um, and I think kind of the secret ingredient of that magic sauce is connection, connection that's rooted in authenticity, which requires vulnerability. And it's there that we find our hope and our power and our belonging. Um, so this podcast is me putting my story out there and being as authentic as I can be. It's a practice, authenticity, and I don't always get it right. But I am committed to dropping the fear of what you'll all think out there and just sharing how it is and how I am so that we can connect and maybe my story and experiences will help someone else feel seen and heard and valued the way that other stories have helped me feel seen and heard and valued and not alone and given me hope. And, um, I'm doing it now, um, because I've gotten past the, the fear, um, not because I've really been waiting. Um, I just, uh, didn't have that bravery yet, I guess. And I think that, I don't know if bravery really gets any easier. Cause yeah, I, I left my job and I've done all these things, but, um, I think it's more like not being brave gets harder the longer you do it. So now because the discomfort of not doing this, putting this out to the world finally feels greater than the fear of doing it, here I am now or never. And, um, I want to talk a little bit about um, what this podcast is going to look like. Um, while I have ideas and a general vision for what I'd like to share here. I've also set some boundaries and ground rules for myself that are even more important to me, honestly. I'm committed to following my joy. I'm going to let this podcast feel good. I know it's going to take work and it's going to get uncomfortable, but I truly believe that it can still feel good. There's a lot of hustle mentality in the world today and a do it this way and get this best result kind of thinking. And that approach is part of what held, has held me back from doing this sooner. The good old, but what if I do it wrong? Monster of perfectionism. And perfectionism is nothing more than a way of avoiding shame. And I'm practicing not being ashamed to show up as how I am instead of who I think the world wants me to be. So that means I'm not terribly worried about my episodes being of a certain length and perfectly produced and all of that. Um, and that said, I, I hope that at least on this first one, the sound quality is decent enough that uh, you can keep on listening. Um, but it, it'll get better in time. They'll just come out as they are now and find a natural flow all 
improving as they go. It's a very freeing way to start for me instead of putting pressure on myself to meet a certain set of expectations. I just know that little by little, I'll do the best that I can. And from there, I'll become even better. So my new what if for myself is what if I just allow it to be and unfold? And that's what I'm doing here. And I am also very grateful. I'm grateful for this platform. I'm grateful to live in a time where I can create a place for a voice for myself to share with others where we can all do that. Honestly, I mean, I'm not special. You can, you can pick up and record too, if that's what's like deep in, in your soul. And I'm grateful for the journey that I've been on as hard as it's been and um, as silly as it seems sometimes when I look back at it, but I realize that without it, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And I'm very happy with the person that I am today and proud of her. And I love her very, very much, which is something. Oh gosh, I'm going to get a little teared up over here. It's something that I wouldn't have been able to say, um, even as much as a few years ago. So to be able to say it and know that I really mean it is really, really a big deal. And I'm grateful for all of the people and experiences that have um, led me to that deep inner love. And um, I'm grateful for you, the listener, and I'm really excited to get to know you. Um, And I trust, I trust that this will find who it's meant to find. Um... And that those who become a part of it will be the right people, you know, from the people that um, come on the podcast for interviews or to share their stories. So the, the listeners who, um, you know, contribute their, their stories and their experiences. And I'm committed. I'm committed to sharing authentically and mindfully. I, I'm not here to dump my shit out to the world, Okay. Um, I, I may use adult language at some times, but hopefully shit is about as bad as it gets. Um, sorry about that if there are little ears around, but, um, so I'm not here to dump my stuff out to the world, but I am here to show up as I really am, which may not always paint me as pretty or perfect. Um, are we seeing a theme here? <laughs> um, I'm sharing my experience and trying to be as mindful and clear as possible that it is just my experience. I am but one person, and as I experience things, may look different from how someone else experiences things. And I will do my best not to talk in absolute generalities, but just to and from my own experience. However, I also recognize that the general feelings that come with many of my experiences, um, and I think many, many of our experiences make us feel like we're the only ones that feel it, but it's just not true. These feelings, fears, uh, they're, they're human. Um, they're human. And though we all experience them, on some level, they may look different and, um, sharing stories allows us to see the connection of our humanity. Uh, I hope that made sense. Um, and I also want to say that I recognize where I'm coming from. I am a white middle-class female 
my struggles, though I truly believe to be universally human at some level, like I just said, um, they look different and they impact me differently than others who are of a different gender or sexual orientation or skin color. Um, and I, I understand that. Um, but that said, I'm, I'm not going to pussyfoot around or minimize my experiences from the standpoint, um, because just because they may not seem as bad as someone else's. I mean, they're still valid and worth discussing and, um, I'm going to do my best. I may not always get it right, but, um, I'm going to do my best to be, uh, considerate in how I examine topics and, and experiences and put them out there. And I'm committed to connection. Um, yeah, I'm recording this alone in my room and talking about my experiences. Um, but I really want to know about yours too. I'd like to open up conversations and not just have some one-sided talking to nobody thing going on. Um, I hope, I hope, uh, that makes sense there too. Uh, because I, I, I hope that. <laughs> I hope I don't end up talking to nobody. Uh, that is a, a fear of mine, but I do. I trust that um, the people who are meant to listen will listen. Anyway, back on track. Um, if unraveling means finding our way from who we think we should be to who we, we really are, um, how do we do that? You know, um, why, why do I think I should have been who I who I was trying to be. Um, in school, I got good grades. I probably had to study. I was smart and I was talented and the teachers loved me. And it was like, oh, you can go to a great school and you'll do something great. And I had dreams of changing the world, but I also had little confidence or direction. And the guidance that I ended up letting in was what I felt from the outside world and not really connected to what was inside of me. And I felt a lot of messages that said like, I should be prettier and thinner. Um, I graduated high school at 215 pounds. Um, and I should be not so opinionated, nicer and more pleasing. And these weren't the messages that came from, from everyone. I had some very supportive teachers. Um, but they were the messages that largely came at me from the media and what success looked like, and especially what a successful woman looked like. I thought that I should be, I needed to be perfect and have a good job and get married and have a family and have all the things that indicated success and status, like the car and the house and the nice clothes and nice things, all the things. Um, I worked in an industry, in the industry that I was in for as long as I did, because it was good and respectable. And so many people would be grateful for all of the opportunity that I had. Um, and I thought it could provide all of those other things. But, um, eventually I discovered that fundamentally I didn't believe in what the industry stood for. And without even really consciously realizing it, it was kind of eating me alive um, figuring out who I was beneath the shoulds, uh, meant a lot of uncomfortable questions so that I could get in touch with what the genuine me buried under all those shoulds was. And what came up was 
like a lot of resentment and anger to work through and a shit ton of fear. Um, eventually I had to figure out forgiveness, which was probably the most challenging bit of it all. And some of that, uh, is still a work in progress. Uh, honestly, I, I don't think that the work ever really ends or if I'd really want it to, because everything is always changing and I'm committed to growing and, and that's beautiful, I think. Um, so here I am now happy, uh, happier and more importantly, more joyful than I've ever been, uh, without a steady job. <laughs> I, I do some freelance writing here and there and, and some jobs to, to make ends meet, but I'm not so focused on that. Uh, with my lack of a fancy title or letters after my name, uh, without a husband or kids. And in fact, I'm not so sure that that's something that I ever do actually want. Um, and I'm experiencing life in ways that I've never imagined. I just never could have imagined the things that I get to do, the way I can express myself now, the amount of love that I feel and the supportive and understanding people that surround me. I, I am just beyond like, I I don't know, like my words are failing me right now (laughs) because I, I just never could have imagined that from where I was and how I felt that life ever could have gotten so good. Um, and I'm finally living by the motto of my high school speech team. No regrets, no regrets, not even for the, the hard times or the sad times or the things that I look at and cringe upon times, no regrets. Um, so I want to move on to what, uh, is most present for me right now. And that is this. That's this podcast, how to show up in this, who I am in this, becoming this, owning this, creating this, making this a place where more people want to be because they feel connected and welcome and inspired. And also taking better care of my physical body and my mental space. It's something that was a huge part of the beginning of my unraveling and has been a consistent part of it, but it ebbs and flows. And I got in a place where it was a little bit more of an ebb (laughs) and now it's flowing better. I do a little, little hula hooping in the mornings and some movement that feels good. I take quiet time for myself. I read and I reach out when I feel I need to talk to someone and it feels really good. Um, and I'm also developing better boundaries, both within myself, uh, and outside of myself. And, uh, that is allowing for deeper compassion for myself and for others. Uh, and I'm focusing also on visualizing, um, visualizing can be a really powerful tool for getting what we want in life. And I am starting to use that more to achieve the things that I desire. Now, that's pretty much like the short story of what started my unraveling and and all of that. Um, What can you expect in coming episodes? And this is in no particular order because I'm really not 
quite sure how it will all flow out, you know, because I'm, I'm saying, what if I just let it be and unfold? So here we go. Um, there will be more episodes where I share more in depth about my story and what's going on in my life presently. Um, there will be episodes where I discuss, um, either alone or maybe with a co-host or, uh, someone I'm interviewing the law of attraction, um, how we can discover and change our limiting beliefs, the power of visualization, the importance of the language that we use, um, the importance of moving our body and how emotions are stored in the body, um, things like that. And then interviews with other people about their journeys and stories. And if, if any of you out there have something that you want to share, I want to hear from you and I want to, I want to get you out there if that's what you want. And, um, you can share with us what it's looked like, what your unraveling has looked like for you. Um, and then, um, oh, especially, and I already have some people in mind for this. I especially want to do some interviews with people who have successfully shifted from the corporate life to the entrepreneurial life and really created a life that they love um, on their own, um, power of creativity and merits. And then I will definitely be doing interviews with wellness practitioners, um, like my brilliant and very strong massage therapist, who's also an acupuncturist, um, and also life coaches, nutritional coaches, yoga instructors, art therapists, Reiki practitioners, and much more. Um, I also have a dear friend who is one of those uh, people who shifted out of corporate life into entrepreneurial life to start a green cleaning business and probably have her on to talk about that and also just kind of riff on some things with me because that's a lot of fun. So I think that's about it for this first episode. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope you found something of interest in it or um, some wisdom in it. And I hope that you'll come back and stick around uh, for a few more episodes and not just listen, but also share. You can find me active on Instagram. I'll be keeping things current in the stories there and sharing little nuggets from life in my feed. So come on over and we can get to know each other better on that platform. You can find me at Unraveling Rachel, which is all one word, Unraveling Rachel. I am so happy to be here and I am so, so grateful for you for for listening. Um, if you found this episode inspiring or you're excited about what's to come and know someone else who might benefit, please pass it along. Let's all be in this journey together. And until we talk again, much love. Mm-hmm.